0: The Danger Junior Wine and Dine Room is sponsored by Slap the Bag Catering, the only catering company owned and operated by your drunk aunt. Slap the Bag has the most exclusive selection of Franzia, Boda Box, and whatever Pepperidge Farm cookies are in her pantry that week. We'll hear more from them and their special offer for our listeners later in the show. Hi, welcome to the Danger Junior Writers Room, the show where members of the Danger Junior Comedy Troupe get together and talk for a bit, write some sketches, and then go over them.
1: And then tell each other how much they sucked.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're going to rip them apart this gonna week. Gonna tear you yeah. to shreds. Mm.
0: This week, it's
2: the Danger Junior Murder
0: Room. Yeah. My name is Austin Zessen, and I'm joined by my four other co-hosts, and I'm going to be asking them, what is there? favorite scent mine is pine wood and possibly some mountain breeze but i'm gonna hand it over to megan castleberry what up
1: what up um i would here's the thing y'all i just i'm so straight What's i'm your just favorite such scent, a honestly. goddamn straight cis woman i love musk anything with like a musk scent in is that like
2: a gray rat snake musk. what does that mean
1: like when you buy the the black ice car freshener tree thing that smell So fucking good.
3: It's like when you steal your neighbor's ferrets and you keep them in your car until they make it stink. It's like
1: it's like when you murder your boyfriends and keep them in a closet. It's the smell that they left that they like leave off. You know, my
2: face right now is you know musk. I'm making that like Zach Galifianakis gif where he's got like the math around it. I'm like, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about? Like where he's
0: like thinking really hard.
1: I like it when candles have like. Like an amber and a rosewood and musk, like like a combination of something with musk. Because that's
0: anyway. Let's move on to uh,
2: Logan Baggerly. My favorite smell is some fresh ass linens, baby. Some clean linens straight out the dryer. How like come
1: you never wash the sheets?
4: Ooh.
2: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Women.
2: I'll tell you why I never wash the sheets. Because I'm lazy, baby. (laughs) On to you, Jimmy. Let's go, Jimmy Uh, D. Jimmy D.
5: Current girlfriend of three months and probably zero after she hears this.
2: Heck yeah. Uh oh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
5: My favorite smell is, uh, I think, when my father uh, left me. That smell of just like. (laughs) Do you know (laughs) know your dad, Jimmy? (laughs) Um, I know. uh, I know about him. For real. For real.
4: Oh,
2: Jimmy ain't Uh-oh. got a dad. Uh oh, <laughs> Jimmy D Martin, blank, blank, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Blake Brown. Hi, I'm
3: Blake Brown, and my favorite smell currently is this microphone. It smells n- lovely. Yeah, my But outside of this microphone, it's bergamot candles from Bed Bath and Beyond Uh-oh. or Bed, ba- no Bath and Body Works. Uh-oh. I
2: get the Bath figures. and Body Works. Bath yeah. and Body Works. Yeah. Mm. I
1: like their... Uh,
2: Bed, Bath
0: & Body Works.
1: Paris Amour scent. I like
0: that. One. Mm. All right. Well, that's everyone here. We have to get a little inspiration for the week before we go off and write our sketches for the next hour. So, Megan, you've got the question for the week?
1: Yes. Boys, and here's what I want to know. I want to know the craziest story. This can be about yourself or a story that someone has told you about themselves the craziest shit story so like the craziest story about someone or yourself taking a shit uh
3: i will tell mine yes because it's always on the tip of my tongue the, poop or the story uh, The story. okay good or now it's a story i used to play i was in a band and we had a resident residency at a christian summer camp and you have a whole bunch of kids scarfing down meals that are, like, frozen and, like, hardly digestible. A lot of starch. And it just doesn't really get absorbed into the body. So, you know, maybe they're nervous or just they don't want to poop. But it Mm -hmm. only, you know, they only poop, like, once a week. Once or twice. Yeah, so. Well, uh,
1: I kind of get like that. Like, I have a hard time pooping when I travel.
3: I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Yeah. Now, I had one of these incidents where it was too much poop for the toilet, but there was specifically one time, and it wasn't me, but it was somebody else, and I had to deal with it, but just a a monster energy drinks can, like the Mega Ones, mm-hmm. but it's poop. It's like that, that size. TMPFT. It's that F-T-T, size, but it's, it's it, just poop. Wow. T. It was so bad because, it. I mean, it wouldn't flush, and- People panic when that happens, and they make the situation worse by just, like, shoving toilet paper in there. So you you had this mess of toilet paper by the time I got to it, and nobody else had taken care of it. And so I'm like, "Ah, you know, so much toilet paper. I got to deal with this toilet paper, you know? And I'm, like, wondering what I do. So I put on some gloves, and I'm, like, reaching in there and digging out the toilet paper. And then underneath it is this just monster.
1: Literally like a monster like energy drink it's a monster
3: a small child size like like a, like
0: a Dookie hauser mm-hmm.
1: shut up
3: and that's what we <laughs>
0: named it
1: we're going
3: to kill you with a gun <laughs> but i had to i had to reach in there and there wasn't a plunger anywhere i don't know why i had to reach in there and break it up by hand
1: oh no. my god oh
4: okay
3: i had gloves on so it's fine
1: was it fine <laughs> How did it smell Blake How did it smell Smell like poop
3: Smell like poop <laughs> I don't know
2: Jesus Christ this is gonna, I think honestly This is gonna be our best episode yet mm-hmm. Off to a good did. start I, I have kind of a story I have kind of a little bit of a story And honestly okay. Blake It's not too different from yours Except I have a different perspective So if yours was the pooper mm. then i you, would be the poopy mm-hmm. okay <laughs> so i'm at state church camp oh yeah almost the same exact setting as you but in a different state
1: shout outs to the state church camp, state church camp.
2: and i'm chilling in the double bunk beds baby and i'm probably up on the top bunk because that's where i always sleep and my boy I'm not going to say his name, but my boy Jen comes in. This is a different letter. He comes in, and he's like, Hey, yo, y'all got to get in here. Y'all got to see this. Y'all got to see this. So everybody gets up. Boom, 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 boom. All these, like, 14-year-old boys get up out of bed. Because if someone comes into your cabin and starts screaming, you know it's about to be good. So we all get up out of the beds like little daisies in the in the rain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and... We all go and he's leading us and we're like, Where's he gonna lead? Is he gonna lead us to the kitchen? Is he gonna lead us to the chapel? No, he leads us to the bathroom. So we know something's about to go crazy. And then he <laughs> whips so.
1: his dick out. Uh uh-uh. uh. Jerks it in front of you. Uh
2: uh-uh. uh. Not Saying, this, time, this ain't baby. the Beatles.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: he takes us to the bathroom and he opens up he opens up the stall and
4: right here. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, there was a holy choir. And then we were like, get out of here, you holy choir. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh I like that touch. I like that touch. (laughs) And, And uh,
2: And so they left. And so then we could because the holy choir was gone, we could look down into the toilet and see. There was a um the the I'll say the uh side effects of going number 2 in the bathroom cuz I don't want to say what it was but we all know what it was. Blood. Nope, it was poop. And <laughs> it was <laughs> You're right. All right, listen. I'm going to try to put this in words that humans can understand. It was something like two pint glasses. Like like together butt to butt. Okay? It was the single largest bowel movement. And, it was hourglass shaped? <laughs> no, no, no. The, <laughs> no, no, no. And it, that's a good point. It was the two <laughs> wide ends of the pine glasses, right? Mouth to mouth.
3: And hear, right. me
2: <laughs> hear me
1: out. Hear me out. I happen to know Jen, and Jen is a small person.
2: Jen Gam. But yeah. not, not Jen Jadjigas.
1: <laughs> Got it.
2: Yeah. And also, he was not the the proprietor of the poop. He is only he a messenger it? who found it cleaning the bathrooms because we had to clean the bathrooms. He's cleaning the bathrooms. So he it's a mystery. Whose we have poop no it was. idea who left this egg. Whoa. Okay, it was the single large. Honestly, it looks like Jimmy's water bottle right now. It I, and I'm not joking. I'm not joking.
0: Uh, let's give the listeners some dimensions. That's about what uh, 18 it's inches the large by three feet. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Three yeah. feet. Yeah. Something yeah.
1: like it's that. It's the large version of a hydro flask.
2: So. My favorite part of the story is like, there's like a, like, like a choir of 12 year old boys all just standing around this toilet, mouths gaping open at the, just the, the unholy nature of this poop. And then there was a pastor, like a church pastor standing behind us. And of all of us, he was the most incredulous. And he just kept being like, y'all know how this happened. Someone had to be gay. <gasps> <laughs> what? I'm not joking. The guy just kept being, he was a pastor of a church, just kept being like, someone had to be gay. That's the only way this is possible. That Does something he think like that their asshole
1: is bigger because it gets fucked by dick so it can make bigger I like bigger how he poop? made it
5: like a teachable moment. He's like, this is a teachable moment. This is what happens. You hey, boys, fuckers. don't not in there.
2: Look down in there, boys. Poop. That makes you gay. That's what happens when you're gay. You have killer, legendary poops that people will tell stories about and you'll be proud of for the rest of your life. That's what <laughs> happens when you when you
3: do goatsy.
2: Yeah. And he. I'm guessing this guy was probably doing goatsy because to this pastor's credit, something had to... Like, he had to have, like... I mean, honestly, he had to have, like, a bored-out asshole. It... That's all I'll say. It had to be the world's craziest butt.
1: Wow. <laughs> Shout outs to Christian Summer Camp.
2: It was a divine crap. He had to be able to fit a baby in there.
0: The worst shit I ever had, there's not an <laughs> interesting story about it, but I was at LA Beer Fest 2019, and it was just in a porty potty, and I had like 50 beers that day. No joke. This was, so like it was runny.
1: Sounds horrible. Yeah,
0: and it was in a porty potty. So it was ripping. That's a wet but ass poop. The worst, like, I guess, like poop story I've ever had. So, I have a, a a lady friend come over.
4: Uh oh.
0: Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh <laughs> It was uh it was uh it was the third date. Okay, she came over. My bathroom is upstairs, and we had Mexican food. And unfortunately, I didn't time it out right. So because we stayed a little bit longer than we would have, so I had I had to go number two. But the thing was, is it wasn't happening. I was on the toilet. I was on, like, you know, it was like maybe six or seven minutes, and I wanted, like, weird her out because it's the first time she was over at my place. So I was like, okay, pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. Yeah. Just kidding. Let's wrap it up. So I pulled my pants up, and the second I pulled my pants up, I had a fart.
3: Never trust a fart.
0: Never trust a fart. Uh, and I got it all over me. Uh- but I was right by the shower. Hell yeah, baby! I was right by the shower, so she I was like, shower,
5: so you "Baby, you just danced into the shower. You just I, played it off. I like just do one of your moves." No,
0: here's the thing. So I dashed right into the shower, and I just like took my pants off of me, and I thought, "Okay, I'll I'll, I'll wash myself off. Mm-hmm. I'll run really quick to my room, throw on a similar looking pair of jeans. Nice. She won't know. She'll never know." But she came up the stairs because she was worried about me as <laughs> it was mid dash, so Ugh. I'm just straight Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> and I had to like own it. <laughs> I was like, that's my move. You have to come look for the honey. You know
4: what I mean? Oh my god, no! <laughs> oh no. You
1: have to come look for oh the no. honey. Here's the thing
0: though. It she worked. found it.
2: <laughs> no, oh, it did! no! Shut up! You fucked?
3: Yeah! Was she in the poo play?
0: Uh, yeah, she had, she had, were, no, she had three time, margaritas. and The
2: whole time you were just like, don't turn around.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so
1: proud of you, Austin. I'm so proud.
0: Oh, yeah. The
1: whole
2: time he was just like, she was like, turn around. Let me see those cheeks.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, Logan and I one time, ha- so, so my friend, we were living in Chattanooga at the time. And my friend was flying into Nashville from New York, where he lives. He was coming to visit for Christmas. And so he was like, hey, will you pick, us, pick me up from the airport? Because he lived in Chattanooga with us. And we were like, yeah, of course, man. So we drive to Nashville. Um, and my apartment was there. We were just home for the holidays. So we stopped by my apartment grab a couple things. Um, and... Then we grabbed some Mexican food because we were a little bit early picking up from the airport. While we're at the restaurant, he says, my flight got changed. I'm now landing in Atlanta. If you can't pick me up, I totally understand. Like, I can get my mom or, you know, someone else. And Logan and I are like, shit, we're not doing anything for the rest of the day. Like, fucking, we'll drive to Atlanta. We'll just make a day out of it. So we leave Nashville. um, And as we're driving towards Atlanta, uh, the Mexican food kicks in. And we're like... We got to go. Um, so we pull over at a Starbucks and that was a poor decision because I don't know if any of you guys have ever used the restroom at a Starbucks, um, but there's only one stall per gender. Um, so Logan and I both go into the stall and Logan is a quick pooper. I'll say that. Even if, we it's, don't have to. Even if it's full damage, he's in and out. Uh, I'm not
2: Whataburger is what she's trying to say.
1: Yeah. Um, He's in and out. (laughs) I am not. So I'm in there for a bit. We're both miserable. He's texting. We're texting each other about how horrific this is. And when I come out, there is a line of women outside the restroom. And I was very embarrassed. Um, however, that's not my worst poop story. My worst poop story is when I had my tonsils out and I was on a bunch of medications for like seven days. Um, and I didn't poop because of the medications. And so when I finally did, I happened to be home alone and it took me three hours to push out the largest herd that I've ever seen. And my butthole was gaping for f- a full 24 hours. She afterwards. was, Yo, was she take
2: advantage of that. She- <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> God,
1: <laughs> we were not dating at the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude, I was a Christian. All right. Also, she was the one who did the poop at that camp. And we found out later, that was her poop. Yeah. That was a month's
0: worth of poop. But if you do it in the butt, it doesn't count.
2: Catholic. Catholic Catholic. alert. Catholic (laughs) alert. What, what?
1: Catholic check. I I have never felt as much pain as I felt in those three hours. I was sweating. I was bleeding. I felt like I was giving birth. And that is actually the moment that I decided to never have a child.
5: Because it comes out your butt. And, you know, if you just avoid... The whole thing entirely you don't e- have
0: to
1: exactly yep
0: all right jimmy do you have a story
1: yeah what's your worst poop or craziest
2: shit story you got a bad boob, Steve? jimmy i don't i really don't to be <laughs> <laughs> honest Steve? I,
0: i've been <laughs> are you pretty regular
5: yeah I, mean, I i honestly when you said starbucks it like reminded me of all the times that like i choose starbucks specifically when i poop like on the road because they or bucky's obviously mm-hmm. cleanest Classic. bathrooms yeah mm. but like s- starbucks well, I'll like all the time give you the privacy you need, but I can hold it like if I need to. Wow. Like, and even if it messes up my stomach, I'm like, I'll still hold it, dude. Wow, Jimmy. Even awesome. if there's a battle Excellent. going on inside.
2: Sphincter.
0: Yeah. yeah mm. Like
5: I will hold it for the Starbucks or the Bucky's.
2: That's so
0: impressive. You know. I wow. wonder if there's a way we can weaponize that.
5: There is probably. Weaponized sph-
0: sphincter? Uh-huh. Oh, there is.
2: What was the guy on Jackass that could poop on command?
0: No way! I can't poop on
5: command, but I could delay my poops at the destruction of my own body, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't think is a super fact. I think that's actually poison. cooler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. it's
0: actually
2: more metal.
1: I'm just gonna hold this poison in my body yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Is it poison? Yes.
0: All right, we got some fun poop stories. Uh, we're, okay. You know, we're can keepin- I share?
1: Can I share one fun fact?
0: You've gotten sure. two stories and a fun. fun fact.
1: Let me share. If fun you, fact. you share a
2: fun fact, I'm telling another story. Same.
1: This is my podcast now. Um <laughs> <laughs> So Dr. Drew Pinsky um actually talks about poop a lot on his podcast Dr. Drew After Dark. Um and one of the most interesting things that I've heard that he talks about is that it is actually 100% safe to eat or drink your own poop and urine because it's already digested. No, like it's, not. it's you want to... <laughs> go ahead and y- finish. You want
5: I've got, to... I've got a thing. Go We're ahead. We're
3: talking about
1: a doctor. You want to refute...
5: Oh, easily. Dr. Go ahead. Dr. Drew Pinsky. Oh, yeah, easily. Let's go. So
1: it doesn't... Because it's a contained system, like your digestive tract, it, it doesn't touch anything else. Like it'll just go back through you essentially. Okay. You're talking about... It can about- make you feel sick because it's gross and it tastes bad. Yep. But... It, if if you can get past the smell and the taste, it, it's not actually harmful because it's just what the it's fuck just is this you're talking
5: about a robot stuff. human because then you have to deal with the mental imp- like situation of you oh, yeah. drinking your own poop and pee, which then that becomes part of your identity, which you can't get over. Right. I'm talking and it's not worth it. I'm
1: talking specifically about people who are into this sexually, Jimmy. It's not harmful to them if they enjoy it.
5: It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right,
0: we're going to go away for a while. (laughs) Ladies and
2: gentlemen, the Danger Junior Kink Shame Podcast is brought to you by Shaming Kinks.
0: Don't (laughs) Um, drink drink
5: pee and poo. Just wait until you find a Starbucks.
0: (laughs) All right, we're going to go away for a while. (laughs) We're going to write some sketches. We'll see you cool cats in an hour. Slash a commercial break for you guys. This week's sponsor, Slap the Bag, is offering our listeners 15% off your first reservation. With promo code DJWR, Slap the Bag owner Heather will drink 15% off the top of the wine bag before passing it around. She's great at parties. You'll love her. That's promo code DJWR at slapthebag.com forward slash Heather sloppy slut lips on your slapped bag. That's promo code DJWR at S-L-A-P. T-H-E-B-A-G Dot C-O-M Forward slash H-E-A T-H-E-R-S Underscore S-L-O-P-P-Y Underscore S-L-U-T Underscore L-I-P-S Underscore O-N Underscore Y-O-U-R Underscore S-L-A-P-P-E-D Underscore B-A-G Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Danger Junior Writer's Room. <laughs> 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 we're back from our little writing break, and now we're going to do some cold reads for you listeners out there. It's going to be pure writing gold. Uh, you know, and we're, we're just reading this for the first time, and we wrote this in an hour, so we're just going to go right into it. Logan, you're on the board.
2: Yeah, um, so for my sketch, I'm going to have Austin. I'm going to have you play the character Carol. She's a young businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake, I'm going to have you play Travis. Uh, he is a young archaeologist. Got it?
3: Oh, yeah, got it.
2: And, Jimmy, I'm going to have you play the character Skeleton. He is a skeleton. I've uh, done a lot
5: of skeletons. Yes, I think I am prepared for this. Very
2: cool. I will be playing a secret mystery part, which you will find out later. There is also, um, apparently, a new plot hole that I've just discovered uh, that we will talk about after the sketch. All right, you guys ready? hmm Okay, cool. A young woman... Carol sits in her car, nervously awaiting the arrival of her business associate. After some time, another car pulls up beside hers. Someone else crosses, opens the door, and sits down in the passenger seat. This is Travis, the archaeologist. You
3: You're never going to believe this, Carol. Oh, yeah? Yes, put these coordinates in your iPhone and floor
5: it,
2: queen. Carol sighs and follows Travis's instruction. They drive for a time as shoegaze trippy surf music plays. Travis does drugs, and Carol reads a magazine while she drives. After a while, they stop the car and begin to walk on a trail through the dense jungle. Eventually, and not inarduously, they come to the mouth of a massive cavern in the side of a mountain.
3: Hell yeah, baby, South America. Travis,
0: this had better be worth my time, you got it? Any funny business and I pull the trigger.
2: The camera cuts out to show that Carol has a gun trained at Travis's side.
3: Jeez Louise, lady. I'm gonna make us both rich.
0: Og, 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 og. And
2: then I wrote, just make fucking Three Stooges sounds.
0: <laughs> I'll be the judge of that.
2: They step to the mouth of the cavern and head in.
3: Now we gotta be careful. Okay, there's no telling what kind of booby traps the ancient people left for us.
0: Haven't you been here before?
3: Yeah, but it never hurts to be on your guard.
2: <laughs> not the not the character I had in mind. <laughs> Travis steps on the business end of a garden rake. It flies up and hits him in the face. Travis howls in pain. Ooh! We... <laughs> <laughs> We all have a good laugh at Travis's expense. I love making fun of people less fortunate than me. Honestly, people who make mistakes should be killed. We have no place for less than folks in our incredibly forward-thinking society. It's all about the bottom line.
0: How much longer, Travis? I can't go much further. We should be
2: coming up on my discovery now. They turn a corner in this cave system and are suddenly inundated by bright light from directly ahead. As their eyes adjust, a figure tapes shape in the form of a single being. Who dares into my domain? Uh, Only two humble explorers. And by how do you deem
0: yourselves worthy to stand in my presence? Who is it that we speak to? I should kill you
2: where you stand, for you are in the presence of Deus Talba, Lord of all who dwell beneath the earth.
0: Oh, rats, are we dead? Is this the afterlife?
2: For your sins. You should be dead,
0: but I am a gracious god.
3: Oh, uh, thank you, Mulgod, you are truly magnificent.
2: I wasn't talking to you! I was talking to her. What a ravishing creature you are. Oh, stop. As you wish. Now, tell me, what is
0: your true wish? Oh, I get a wish? (laughs) Yeah, we get wishes?
2: Travis explodes, and his ashes (laughs) are scattered to the wind. Yes, (laughs) my love. You get one wish. Whatever
0: it may be. Um, I wish to be the prettiest and most popular boxed wine distributor slash caterer in all of North America. Really?
4: Yeah.
2: So be it. Travis in voiceover. And
3: that's how Carol Tonton became the single most powerful boxed wine distributor caterer in all the Northern Hemisphere, with the help of a god and a whole lot of determination. Eventually, she was assassinated and succeeded by a warlord from a time machine, but what really mattered is that if you go to slapbagcatering.com and use promo code RIDERSROOM you can save up to 30% on any order over $40 or more. This offer only applies to simps and bitches. Which pretty much covers anyone that listens. (laughs) That listens to this Scum God podcast. So shut up. Accept the fact that your parents always wanted this life for you. And buy some fucking wine already. What are you waiting for?
2: The credits begin to roll.
3: Anyway, that's all. Carol's been dead for ten years. Her exposure to the radioactive vault that was never actually an ancient South American deity, but actually a highly illegal CIA experimental test facility deep in the heart of the Amazon jungle, gave her incredible persuasive telepathic powers over other human beings, but also destroyed her molecular (laughs) structure over the next few years or so. And I know earlier I said she was assassinated from a certain point of view. That was true. It's all about perspective, kid. Now I gotta catch a ride.
2: Travis flips a coin and you, the viewer, catch it. He turns around and a flaming skeleton pulls up on a motorbike wearing a leather jacket.
5: Get on, bitch.
2: Travis looks at you. See you around, kid. This song plays and then and then that's the end of the sketch
1: logan (laughs) Uh, a couple things logan i don't have any critiques or any favorite
2: parts because it wasn't a sketch all i want to (laughs) know
1: all i want to know is what the fuck did you write down in your notes from our talking session that made you write this? (laughs) Like, what was the inspiration? I
2: don't... I think... (laughs)
4: Hmm.
1: (laughs) I mean, obviously, our sponsor is a huge inspiration, and you all (laughs) should go to... (laughs)
2: Well, uh, so that's actually my plot hole is that I wrote this before I heard Austin's second advertisement (laughs) and I got the URL wrong. Yeah. (laughs) I wrote slapbagcatering.com and yours was slapthebag.com. Yes. Both of the, by the way, to the viewer, both URLs work. If you type Uh either of them in, you will be directed to. However,
1: if you use Austin, you'll only get 15% off. If you lose, if you use Logans, you'll get thirty percent, but you have to be a simp bitch. And if yeah.
3: you're part of our, if you're part of our mailing list, we'll be emailing you directions on how to find a QR code to take you to either of them.
0: And Slap the Bag Catering is really more for eventizing, and it's more like in bulk. So if you're a singular simp or right. a singular bitch, mm-hmm. then I it's, recommend the fifteen percent off. Yeah. With Slap the Bag Catering, you're getting like it's five, six boxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And so what I wrote down was essentially someone said something that made me think of the term the mole god. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell <laughs> you who it was. I, have, I'm, I, I was very many. I've,
1: very many drunk.
2: I've been drinking. <laughs> I've been drinking, wench. <laughs> and um, so, yeah. So that's my sketch for this. I mean, sketch. I
1: did like it. I liked that we had an archaeologist character that led us to the yeah. mole god. Yeah.
2: I like that Blake went super Chad with his character. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: was I thought, thought that that's
2: what you wanted. I thought that Blake was going to go like real high pitched with it. Like real, uh, like, Honestly, come with me. I found it. I made a discovery. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, come with me. I've made a discovery. <laughs> Honestly,
1: Logan, I think the only critique. That I could have. Because is that it was
2: fucking awful? No,
1: this sketch is perfect. Okay. Um, Aside from one line, which is uh, Carol's line, oh, I get a wish. Because it's like, why is she holding Travis at gunpoint to take her to this place if she doesn't know what she's getting
2: into? She doesn't know what she's getting into. She wants money, right? She's hired Travis to find her something of real value in the ancient world, mm-hmm. right? She doesn't know that she's dealing with gods that turn out to actually be CIA radioactive vaults. God it. I,
0: I would Got add that dichotomy it. then of Travis is like this holy cleric archaeologist who's looking for like essentially proof of God. Mm-hmm. But um, he's more in the ethereal, but she is more after how much can I sell it for? Yeah. Right. Maybe she had a little bit of that before in the car. Some and then she pulls the out the gun. It'd be like classic Carol. She's all and about she's the like, money. Listen
2: here, I don't care about you puny gods. You know what could kill a god? A bullet. Right? Yeah. 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 I'll tell Locked you what
1: up. my favorite part was. I actually thought of it. It's okay. Jimmy.
2: Get
3: on, get on. Bitch bitch. Yeah. Uh a flaming skeleton.
1: With a leather so jacket. So good. I feel I, like
3: I feel like that Nicholas character. Age. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like that character has has appeared on many like forty year old man's t shirts. Oh yeah. Where and he's like hell's full,
2: bitch. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the, it has the picture of the skeleton on a bike, and it's like, I'm from Arizona, and I have a wife who loves pickles, and you don't mess with her because when you mess with my wife you get an axe to the eyeball. Like it's like really long. T-shirt. And then at the
3: end, at the bottom it says, and you can <laughs> kiss my ass.
1: Yeah, exactly. In
3: yellow letters. And it has
1: like, every line is a different font. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I have, to, I have to make this lot. Laugh. <laughs> this shirt now this week. Fuck you. <laughs> yep.
0: All right, let's move on to Megan's sketch. Megan, you want to talk about it?
1: Cool, yes. Okay, so my sketch is titled, I Can Hold It. Um, Okay, so the setting, we're at a beach house of a rich woman on a vacation in the tropics. Jimmy, you're playing Julian. He's in his 30s. He's a true surfer. He works part-time at a snow cone stand, and he's a beach bum. Blake, you're playing Brett. Um, He's in his 50s. He's the live-in keeper of the estate and the butler. Um, So, like... When Maeve comes to visit, you're there, but you live there full time and keep up the estate.
3: And I'm a butler.
1: And you're the butler when she's there.
3: Hell yeah. What about when she's not?
1: Then you live and own the property, essentially. Um, Austin, you're playing Andrew. He's in his 70s. He's Brett's father. Mm -hmm. Um, He moved in when he could no longer take care of himself. Mm -hmm. Maeve does not like this, Um, but she's like, fine, whatever. Um, You walk on a cane because you're very old. You're kind of a dick and you 100% hate Maeve hmm And then I'll be playing Maeve.
2: Mm-hmm. Ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Leo.
1: <coughs> we open on Brett, Maeve, and Leo walking into the elaborate home with Brett bringing in Maeve's luggage while she fondles over Leo. It's a dark night as Maeve's plane landed late. The ocean has brought a storm as they all rush inside.
2: Pretty nice place you got here. Thanks for bringing me along.
1: Oh, of course, darling. It wouldn't be a vacation without a little... indulgence. She continues to caress Leo as they make their way to the living room.
3: Your usual room or the spare, ma'am?
1: The usual, please, dear.
3: Yes, madam. And to drink when I return? A
1: Moscow for each of us, please. Yes, madam. Oh, God, Leo, you smell like bergamot waters.
2: Thanks. My dad left when I was a kid.
1: Leo and Maeve <laughs> move from groping to making out when enters Andrew.
0: <laughs> so, Maeve, I see you've come back to befoul this manor once again.
1: Uh, Apologies, Leo. Ignore him. He's the father of my butler. He's not so well. He stays here so Brett can care for him.
2: Uh-oh. You didn't tell me you were a good girl.
1: Oh, I'm not. I've been very, very bad. They go back to making out assuming Andrew has left, but he has not, they notice him staring.
0: I'm sorry. Can I help you? Oh uh no, son, I'm just amused. If you knew all the places that whore mouth has grazed, you wouldn't come near here for all the money she's worth.
1: <laughs> well, you don't say Leo, shall we? She gestures upstairs to suggest they get a room. He agrees, and they both stand to leave, only just as they pass by Andrew to make their way to the stairs, there is a large strike of thunder. The lights flicker, and the house shakes, followed by flashes of lightning. Brett Brett rushes down the stairs. Maeve is startled, and Leo comforts her. Just as the silence of the thunder ends, a long creaking sound is heard. The front door has fallen open, and just outside stands a man dripping wet. He has on no shirt, and he's carrying a surfboard. He's also very hot, like classic surfer dude hot. Brett approaches the man.
3: Sir, sir, are you all right? Do you need help? Please at least come into the foyer.
1: Brett rushes to grab the man a towel as he is shivering. Hello?
5: Saw. (laughs) <laughs> Flashes the
1: classic hang ten and goes back to shivering. Brett comes in with a towel.
5: Please, sir, take this. I I can hold your board. Oh, I can hold it, did. Uh, are you all right? Yeah, I did. I was in a competition earlier today, but had a gnarly wipeout. Bonked my noggin, and I assume got lost in the waves and floated my little body all the way here. Just glad my board came with.
1: Where do you live?
5: In the snow cone stand. You heard of it? It's called... <laughs> <laughs> too much goop just too many flavors i think it gets a bad rap because of all the starch in it but it's chill work environment in- <laughs> That will work
1: they all stand looking a bit confused until let,
3: let me get you something hot to drink and those moscows are on their way madam
1: actually brett maybe something hot to drink for everyone
3: yes madam sir would you care to have a seat
1: They all sit and chit-chat, blah, 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 exposition, blah, blah, blah. Andrew hates Maeve. Maeve is a shitty businesswoman who's obviously attracted to Julian, so she's being nice to him. Leo's trying to fuck, and he actually leaves halfway through the conversation because he's so fed up. Uh, Julian's a numbskull. Brett brings hot teas and coffees and hands them out.
5: Care for a saucer, sir? I can hold it, dude.
1: Thunder! Lightning! (laughs) Wow, that storm is really coming in heavy. Maybe you should stay here for the night, Julian. We have a spare room.
5: Thanks, dude. <laughs> Much cool, Leo.
1: <laughs> Leo enters full Winnie the poo. Andrew makes a big laugh. <laughs> Julian reaches his drink up as if to clink in congratulations. Maeve is slightly embarrassed, but also came here with a specific intent to funk, so like whatever.
2: All right then, well, Brett, I'm sure you can show Julian in the spare room. Maeve, shall we find some honey?
1: She reluctantly gets up to follow Leo, and they walk past Brett on their way. Thunder! The lights flicker, and lightning flashes. There's a commotion, a scream! The lights come back on to find Brett has been... (gasps) Murdered! she falls to his side uh, my son he tries to get up to his son but falls back in his chair distraught maeve finds the knife by brett's side who did this who leo goes to comfort maeve but she quickly jolts up knife in hand don't come near me
2: hun what are you doing
1: you were closest to him when the lights were out i don't i don't know i don't know okay she drops the knife and continues to sob
5: maybe it isn't the best that I stay tonight. I really have no issue walking home. No!
1: Stop! No one move. No one leaves until we figure out what happened. Are you insane? My son is dead. Call the cops. No! We can't. We are all suspects. Besides, the cops wouldn't make you hear it here at this hour, in this storm. Well then, what do you suppose we do? I'm gonna need something a little stronger. From here, I want the story to go in the classic murder mystery type way where Maeve is heading it, but they also start to accuse her. In Leo's alibi, he might trace his story back to his childhood and say something like,
2: I was just a little 14-year-old getting out of bed like a daisy.
1: And then uh, in Andrews, he's definitely going to drop a,
0: Well, someone had to be gay.
1: And Maeve may bring up that she had a lot of starch but then we finally make it to Julian's story. Of course, his story will come after everyone but Maeve has been murdered, Um, and he's been convincing up until this point when the lights flicker on and off for the last murder, and he stands in front of Maeve.
5: Don't you see, Maeve?
1: He takes off his long, blonde, perfectly sea salt sprayed wig.
5: Don't you recognize me? It's John. John from Sea of N.
1: That stands for Chronicles of Narnia,
5: cunts. Are you starting to understand? Yes, you made a mockery of me. After years of going head-to-head of valedict food, you ended my long reign by what? Publicly embarrassing me? You sunk so low you couldn't even study just the little bit harder to suppress, surpass me. No. You had to plan some kind of fake excretion so long even the professor said, Ayo, y'all gotta see this. Said that I had such an uncontrollable uncontro- shits that I turned it every time I orgasmed. That's how you sank and you ruined me. You became valedict <laughs> you, and went on th- to the best law school in the nation and are now a senior <laughs> partner at your own firm. <laughs> and what about me, huh? Because of you, I was never able to leave our hometown and still live at my parents' house because of you. I never fucked a woman because of you. I've never made it through a full-length true crime documentary because of you.
1: Please. It was all a joke. I didn't think it would turn out like this.
5: It's too late, Maeve. After tonight, everyone will know how weak you are. They'll know they can't say anything about me. I've been waiting for this moment. I've been dreaming about this moment, Maeve, when you and the whole world knows I can hold it, dude. Ah!
1: (laughs) Blackout. So... Uh, The reason that I wrote (laughs) valedictorian like that is because uh, I put C of N because Logan mentioned Narnia in his story, so I put Chronicles of Narnia, and so it's valedictorian. Franrian, uh, yeah. So one thing I liked joke.
2: was that it was a fun sketch. One thing I hated was the way you spelled Valedict Franrian. <laughs> that was one thing I hated about. I the was sketch. just thinking
5: that, like, I don't know anything about colleges, and that I don't know how to say this. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> like, I blamed myself. Is
0: people do. I guess.
5: I guess this is a thing that. I people guess that's know. how college
0: goes. No,
1: it was just a dumb, shitty joke.
0: <laughs> so Fondrian, Megan, yeah. Huh? You have put in like in your I guess in your narration that there's gaps in this sketch because you wrote it in an hour. Correct. I want to challenge you into creating all these ideas mm-hmm. in five to six pages. you know I think you can still you don't have to have this long 15 page screenplay, I mm-hmm. guess to make this murder mystery work. I think if you get in really quickly with all the characters and almost stereotype them, mm-hmm. you can get to the murder quickly and have those murders be funny but still happen. and let's
2: just say some stereotypes Austin let's just maybe and we can even do racial stereotypes if nope, you know what nope, stereotypes no, do, let's I, just mean, name I mean
0: I mean do the surfer do <laughs> do the crotch the old you already had the crotch the old man going mm-hmm. for you You even had Andrew do two crotchy old man things yeah and um Leo is just Leo's just a guy I guess he's just trying to fuck um maybe there's a character in something there but Maeve um she obviously is also this rich heiress or something like very successful businesswoman. um and I think you have enough stereotypes there for people to get the characters right or right, mm-hmm. and then you can go straight into the murder mystery. And I think this sketch, you don't need to have these pauses of narration. I think you could still do it reasonably mm. in maybe one or two more pages. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think yes.
1: So. Turns out I'm just not a great writer. No, no,
0: no. I'm giving <laughs> these. I'm giving these notes because it's such a great idea. No, your dialogue
5: has been a lot. Just I don't know. Yeah. It flows off the page a lot better. But yeah, I think I think I see what you're saying. Just like you can simplify it into a three page sketch where it is a, is a story in it. and of itself. I
1: think my problem was that I was trying to add in specific lines mm-hmm. that I, cause I, those three lines that I said, and they might say something like blank. That's actually a part of like, I, I know what the whole monologue of theirs mm-hmm. would be in terms of what their alibi is. And that that is a, funny line from the opening of this episode that I could include. Right. Um, and so I wanted to include that, but I knew that I wouldn't have time to write out each person's mm. full... Mm-hmm.
0: I think... You know what I mean? Your improv brain is trying to include everything that we talk about. Yes. I think you need to go sketch first and see what you can include. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I'm going to challenge you
4: next week to do that.
2: Because I didn't include... Almost anything in my sketch. There was a mole in mine. Mm-hmm. There was the main character. In. yeah, I don't think anyone even said that word, mole, <laughs> <laughs> in the first part. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: All right. That was Megan's sketch. We're moving on to me now. Uh, this, uh, this little sketch, we got three characters. We have Lawrence, played by Logan. You're the DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a radio DJ, I should clarify.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we have also Penelope, played by Megan, little girl. And then we have Steve, the producer, played by Blake. It's going to be a lot of Lawrence. Cool. Okay. Interior radio station day. A disc jockey named Lawrence is live on air at a local hometown radio station.
2: Good morning, Springfield. It's your morning drive updates with the voice of the people. Larry Huntsman on KRAP, baby. Looks like the weather is sunny and a little on the hot side, so make sure to dress appropriately. No big traffic news, but hey, I'm not complaining. Last night, Springfield celebrated its bicentennial with some great food on Main Street and a superb fireworks display. Festivities lasted long into the night, and boy, you should have seen the way little Penelope tap-danced her way into the hearts at the talent show. If you're hearing this, Penelope... Congrats on first place. Now, on to the top stories of this week. Oh, sorry folks, small interruption here. Uh, My producer just gave me some news that there was a small hitch last night and he wanted me to address it so everyone in the community could be aware of its severity. Apparently, someone in town had switched one of the fireworks with a joke firework, and that is in quotations, and although it didn't cause any real property damage, it did emotionally distress a lot of members in the community. Oh, uh, you want me to... You want, you want me to the whole thing? You sure? Okay, see? Okay. um, um, Folks, I'm being... Di- a- a- okay, folks, I'm being asked to discuss the graphic nature of last night's incident. Apparently, the last big firework of the display had, well, it had, it had um, fecal matter in it. I'm sorry, listeners. It's as easy, it's as, easy as I could put it. Um, harmless prank, I'm sure. I'm being asked to describe this as felony. Right. If you haven't heard the news yet, listeners, it's probably because not a lot of people knew they were covered in it until later that night. The only light at the time was the fireworks themselves and due the consistency and weight of the um, specimen in the firework it didn't get far a few important community members were traumatized though including the mayor my producer steve and oh no um little miss penelope all right that's a little mean she did, she she did just win the talent show uh steve her dress got ruined that was her only dress all right whoever did this you should at least go and apologize to Penelope and her mother, all right? I'm not saying where they live over the air, but they're in the yellow pages. You got that? All right, right. Uh. Okay, Steve, yeah, I got it. I, no, I got it, Steve. Okay, producer Steve would like to let this hooligan know, if he's listening, that the county crime lab has obtained plenty of samples from that night. And based on the dryness, volume, and sheer amount of hair and corn and the samples, we'll have our culprits soon. So it's best you come out now and confess before we add reckless endangerment and, guess what, you freaking little pervert, sexual assault to the charges. Really? Oh, wait. Sexual assault? Is that really in this? Okay, Um. yeah, poop can be a sex thing. But this is, I'm... I, I, all right. Wait, no, I'm not getting... No, I'm not getting into this with them. Okay, hold on. So, I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. All right. Hold on one second. Let me... All right, now that we got that out of the way, let's get to the top stories this morning. Last night, President Trump tweeted. A door
0: opens and shuts. Gee, Steve, come on. I was.
2: It was a little bit of poop, Steve. I don't care how expensive your suit was. No, Steven. Steven, look at me. I'm not letting. Can- Can- Why did you. Can she at least stop crying? Thank you, Springfield. I'm joined in the studio today by our town centennial talent show winner, Miss Penelope Hutchins. Say hi, Penelope.
1: Uh, hi.
2: Penelope. You were so great on the stage last night. How'd you learn to tap dance last like that?
1: My my auntie taught me.
2: Ain't that sweet. Does your does your aunt own a dance studio? Well, kinda. Hold on. Steve, I'll get there. Jesus. Sorry, Penelope. Go on, sweetheart. You're doing great.
1: Well, my auntie teaches dance at my school twice a week, but I get private lessons after her and my mommy slapped the bag.
2: Oh, those moments. You're going to remember those moments for the rest of your, your life, sweetheart. I'm, I'm glad you get to spend that time with her. Yeah. Now, Penelope, how are you feeling after the fireworks show?
1: Sad.
2: Oh, that ruined your dress, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but you still have first place, don't you?
1: I got a blue ribbon. But that got ruined, oh. too.
2: Oh, little little Penny. That that comes right out. Don't you worry.
1: Mommy already threw it out. <laughs> she
2: says I'll never be right. clean. Steven, she's crying. <laughs> Steven, please get her out of here. I'm starting to smell her fucking hair. Jesus. <laughs> that. All right, hold on. Uh, hold on. That was depressing, Springfield, I'm not gonna lie. And I'm hopped up on cold brew and uppers. So it's, like, ingrained in my memory, right? All right, anyways, that's it for morning updates with Larry Huntsman on KRAP. Tune in later this afternoon for... See. St- Steven, no! Steven, no!
3: Listen, you fucked hard. Steve. that was Armani you ruined last night! Springfield, this is not...
2: The voice. I was going of to go K-R-A-P. home with R-A-P. last Steve is acting of his own accord.
3: I was going to go home with last year's Miss Illinois, but instead
2: I, I poo bared around
3: my apartment with the taste of shit in my nose. I, I swear to God, the second I found out who you are. Uh, the sound of
0: a struggle. Go. Steve going on with his vague and intense threats as Bob O'Reilly fades in. Cut the buck. All right, well. That was certainly a cold read. That was a very close. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, boys. Hey, boys. That was an icy cold, cold read.
3: How cold?
1: <laughs> Ice
4: cold.
1: <laughs> cold.
0: <laughs> okay. I really liked
1: this sketch. Yes. Um, Penelope. Oh, so sad. I know. It's so sad.
0: <laughs> I wanted to make it more sad, but I didn't know how.
1: Yeah. I don't know how either. Um, so
0: I want to know <laughs> what That'll kind of guy is
2: Larry, because it kind of seemed like sometimes, like, am I a sociopath?
0: I think at the very end, but you yeah. try to be a nice community leader. Yeah, okay.
4: It seemed
5: like this was Larry's last story that he could possibly take seriously. This is it About reporting news. Yeah. I,
0: I think like, basically the producer was telling him like to news. really go into it, but Larry was like, I do not want to talk about this. I should have, yeah. yeah.
2: I, I, You know, I have a fucking degree. And I'm a sociopath. <laughs> okay. I don't have to talk about... Steve, I don't have to talk about shit on the air, okay? Um, I covered Benghazi. I almost got hired it
5: in PR.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
5: I think it needs more of an on-ramp. Yeah. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I wish that there was a little bit more of... It's obviously a funny like sketch because of the dialogue, but like if you had would have introduced Larry with that like on ramp of like, this guy's sick of the like the the like mm-hmm. the, the position that he's at at the news, like station that he's in and he's like yeah. already ready to lose it. And this like brought him over the edge.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's like dialogue before he went on air. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. yeah.
1: Like, cause if this was this at the centennial, meaning like the whole town was there, you could even have other sad stories. Oh yeah.
0: You could
2: definitely
5: like, have, you like, could have confession. If Steve was yeah. like, I fucking own you. If you don't
1: fucking do this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, it's Steve like, could be like, it's all about, this is going to be huge for ratings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: And I'm like, I am an artist, Steven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Steven's like, your mother is in a cell if you don't do this. She won't be. I mean, <laughs>
4: I'm fucking you right now. <laughs> <laughs> i fucking you. <India>. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's go on to Mr. Blake. All right.
3: I uh, wrote it at the top. Logan, you're uh, Jake. You're a diva. You're very full of yourself. You're a rock star. You're a diva punk singer. All right. Megan, so by the way, we're all from America. We're from New York. We're a New York punk band.
2: What if I don't do that accent? Uh, no.
3: I, okay, so here's what, I, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Uh, I wrote you like, um, what's his face uh, from that sketch show on Netflix that I can't think of.
0: I think you should leave.
3: I, think I wrote you like, I think you should leave. Dude. Tim Robinson. Thank you. Couldn't okay. remember his name. So some some you're very angry at a lot. Really?
2: Of Don't yeah. worry, I got it. I'll figure okay, it out.
3: Okay. So uh, Megan, you're Iggy. You're a punk. Got it. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, you're British. Mike, you're a British punk. Um, Austin, you're both John and Driver. Driver mm-hmm. is at the very end.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, John is a dumb simp. Mm-hmm. Driver is the is an absolute Chad. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, and I'm playing Travis, and I'm. Reasonable.
2: And All that right. is the duality of Austin,
4: <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dumb simp, Absolute, Absolute Chad. Chad. <laughs> yeah. Please make That's a, a t-shirt. I yeah. was going to say,
1: put that as your bio on everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, you guys ready?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
3: The popular punk band, L.A. Diarrhea, is on their third one. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: yep. Starting off oh, strong. Oh, my God.
3: And cut. Alright, uh you guys ready?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. For the first time.
3: For the first take. The popular punk band LA Diarrhea is on their third world tour.
0: And it's like this.
2: Listen. I was walking past him and he didn't even acknowledge me. I was thinking, is he blind? Does he have a problem with his eyesight?
3: What's wrong with this dude's eye? Oh, he just doesn't recognize you. He's probably a slave to capitalism. All, all the dude thinks about his profiting off of, uh, off of
2: artists. That's all, all we are to him. Dollar signs. Yeah, but he's just fucked up, man. Not to sound too aired up, but we're the most recognizable faces in the New York punk scene right now. And I'm the lead
3: singer. Jake seems to settle back down into the seat of the van. He takes his swig of capital cola and loads a track on his iPad.
1: Look, dude, you need to understand that you aren't anyone. Nobody is. Fucking, look, we're punks. We're roaches to these capitalist fucks. What do do they know about the struggle of the artists? Our DIY venue gets it. Those people get it. These bigger clubs? They want to pull us in, sell drinks, make money, rinse, repeat.
5: Oi, now you shut the fuck up. I'm trying to take a nappy. <laughs> the band. <laughs> the band continues to Straight talk in the same volume. British
3: Mike groans and pulls a blanket over himself and adjusts his memory foam neck pillow.
2: Look, fellas, we just need to stop worrying about these fucks, alright? I'm gonna be the same shit for the whole tour. And I'm gonna get a fucking aneurysm just thinking about these grubby handed cash grabby dudes. You'll get a what? Uh, aneurysm, fucking dumb drummer. Hey, boys. What do you do if you run over a drummer? <laughs> what? Back up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the van howls
3: with laughter. John is sad. Hey, animals, who wants a sandwich?
1: Give me one of them shits. I'm hungry as fuck.
3: Would you like the um, apricot brie or the grilled tomato and chevre?
1: Oh, the latter sounds delightful. What bread is it on?
3: Looks like a thyme baguette.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, um, me. Oh, um, me. I want that one.
3: <laughs> British Mike gives up on sleeping. He leans forward to take a look at the sandwich options.
5: Let me get that fucking apricot. And wait a tick. Where the fuck did you get these? Everyone knows you can't be asked to cook.
1: Some groupie dropped them off at the hotel room after I boinked her. <coughs> LMAO. <laughs>
3: and you trust it? I just don't know, bruv. Travis tosses the shrink-wrapped apricot brie sandwich to British Mike in the back seat.
0: Hey guys, can I
2: have a sammy? <laughs> <laughs> Eat yeah, that boys, this dumb fucking drummer wants his sandwich Fuck, that's
3: good. This fucking guy. All right. <laughs> what do you want? Uh, gabagool in Asiago or just the ham?
0: Uh, I'll just take the Gabagool, I guess. I want the
2: Gabagool. You get the ham. Eat a dog and bark for me. Woof, 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 woof. Woof, hey. uh, <laughs> woof, 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 woof. Woof, woof, You're rushing. You need to click track, you dumb baby. <laughs> <laughs> you need click track, you little fucking, fucking dog. Hey,
1: Jake. Sing our song PBR in my eye and come till I die. Bark and John, bark along! 210 BPM and 2B2 like a real punk. A woo!
0: Baby, I'm in my own. I can't die. I don't want money hear my face blacked out. Take it back,
4: sell everyone. I just wanna. No, you're throwing down, you fucking dog. Hey, John. Hey,
5: shut the fuck up, you lot. Daddy needs a coffee, and Jake smells like he needs to take a fat shit.
2: Train spotting three.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> the van veers into the exit lane, cutting off a Ford Camry. Unbeknownst to the members of LA Diarrhea, the driver of the Ford Camry follows closely into the st- Starbucks parking lot. British Mike and Jake saunter into the Starbucks, their chains and metal studs rubbing and jingling the whole way. The driver, in his best Sunday attire, follows.
5: See you back in the van, bruv. I'll grab you a vanilla bean frap.
2: Phoebe Fripp's are punk. Give me a matcha latte.
3: The driver continues to follow Jake. Jake pushes past a group of teens on the way to the men's room. The driver slips in behind him.
0: Hey, are you Jake from L.A. Diarrhea? Finally! Someone noses me. Yes. Hello. You know, you cut me off on the highway. Almost crashed my Ford Camry. Turn around, let me see them cheeks.
4: Whoa, whoa,
3: whoa. The driver spins Jake around with his meaty hands and spanks his bottom with a thunderous clap. Jake's butt <laughs> explodes with a <laughs>
1: <laughs> Like those fake peanut cans. <laughs> the prophecy is complete. The prophecy?
4: Blake! <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't read that.
1: <laughs> Jake's butt explodes with poop like those fake peanut cans. The prophecy is complete. No notes. Move on. Let's go to Jimmy's, <laughs> go to Jimmy's, <laughs> cat. Jimmy's
5: cat. All right. So, uh, Megan, you're going to play Stella. And then, um, let's have Austin play Bradley. Cool. You're, you're going to play Martha. All right. (laughs) And I'm going to play Pitt, your husband. (laughs) All right, cool. And then, uh, Logan, you're going to play sommelier. Bet. A hip family sets up for a dinner party.
1: Okay. The table looks good. Uh, did you pick up the feta cheese?
0: Yes, and I went ahead and picked up an extra few cases of wine. You know how the yellings get.
1: Yes, last time we didn't have enough wine, and Martha yelling made me feel like such a piece of shit.
0: Don't worry, babe. I've got an ace in the hole.
1: Ugh, please tell me you beat Pitt yelling at golf today. I'm sick of their pretentious remarks. No,
0: I lost to Pitt, but I invited a sommelier. He's agreed to join us today. Martha and Pitt won't see it coming. It was recommended by one of the boys from the country club.
1: (laughs) Bradley, you are a genius. Oh, this will make us look so good. How much was he? You know what? It doesn't even matter. This is perfect. We have to bring out the moves for this dinner party.
5: Bradley and Stella work meticulously as they prepare for their adorned guest. Fast pan as Stella drains pasta. Bradley chops chives. The two set the table in their best plates and wine glasses. Stella and Brad rush to get ready to greet their guests as if, as if the hard dinner labor was no work at all. The doorbell rings.
1: Welcome, Yaling! Sorry the house is such a mess. We are so excited to see you both.
3: It was a little hard to find the place. Didn't realize you lived so far from downtown.
1: Well, we are glad you could make this time to have dinner with the likes of us.
5: <laughs> I hope it's okay. We brought our own wine. We've Been having a shipment come in from France, and we'd hate for it to go to waste.
1: (laughs) Of course! (laughs) The more wine, the merrier. In fact, uh, Bradley has a sommelier attending. I can't wait to see what he thinks.
5: Sommelier? Hmm. I wonder where he studied. Bradley approaches in the background, tucking in his shirt.
0: Uh, He studied in Italy for eight years, and apparently he is booked for three years in New York. His skills are unmatched. Hmm. we'll see about that.
5: Stella and Martha's eyes meet. The tension is palpable. Pitt sees his way in and Bradley guides him to his new gold-plated golf, club, golf clubs. The two couples ramble on about stocks, politics, and global warming. And two hours later, there is a, s- a sound from the door. Three knocks with one-minute intervals. The first two knocks were ignored by Stella as an a- accent or phantom noise. But by the third knock, it seemed intentional. And after all, they were expecting a third guest.
2: Is this 1600 Starbucks Lane?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, Please come in. Sorry, we didn't catch those first two knocks.
2: Hmm. I smell lavender with a hint of lime juice. Are we having duck's asshole for dinner tonight?
1: Oh, your reputation precedes
2: you. Did he guess we
1: were
0: having duck assholes? Yes, honey. How quaint.
5: Bradley leads the sommelier to the table and the array of wine fashioned with the most appealing presentation. 20 bottles of choice wine for his liking.
2: Hmm. Very impressive, Stella and Bradley. I see you went the extra mile, you know, for your guest tonight. And I'm happy to be included in such a momentive engagement.
5: Bradley and Stella smile at each other, feeling they finally have the upper hand against their
0: favorite fake friends
2: but if you would excuse me i need to retire you now to the little gentleman's room
0: oh yes our guest bathroom is right this way
5: bradley leads a sommelier to the bathroom the sommelier notes <laughs> and the two couples engage in some fake talk about penguin sexuality the prime election and the rights of the north korean people 15 minutes have passed all i'm saying is that It's not my fault that my father decided to be born in these United States and make a fortune for himself, and I won't feel bad about that. Say, what happened to your sommelier? Uh,
1: Preparing his palate, surely. Martha, tell me, uh, how your grandparents gave to Hitler's campaign (gasps) in Germany?
3: (laughs) Well, that's just a silly old rumor. What exactly happened was...
5: Martha's cover-up story is swiftly interrupted by screaming from afar. <laughs> it's been 30 minutes <gasps> at this point and it becomes clear. The sommelier, the sommelier is having some serious issues in the little gentleman's room.
0: Oh, Naples! Italy! Oh, goodness. Maybe this is a part of his process? the
5: Barbaris! Goodness, man! This duck's asshole is delicious, but your, your sommelier might need to be rushed to the hospital.
1: Oh, forgive the interruption. He was recommended to us by a close friend, right, Bradley? Uh,
0: yes, this, this must be a part of his purifying ritual. He comes highly recommended. Uh, Rome was built in a day. Good God.
5: This is highly unusual. Enough is enough. An hour has passed. Bradley approached the little gentleman's room to check on the sommelier.
0: Uh, uh, sir, are you okay? It's a big grape, partner, and it's only
2: getting bigger.
5: Bradley, sh- <laughs> Bradley Shook takes a step back, looks at his guests, and shrugs. Moments later, the sommelier leaves the bathroom, having lost 25 pounds in a deep sweat, walks to the closest of wine, which is Martha's full glass of Pinot from France. He chugs the entire glass, half of it spilling all over himself. Uh, there is a moment of silence. That's not bad, the sommelier leaves frame and the yellings begin to slow clap as the sommelier leaves frame in literal slow motion.
1: <laughs> wow. What a dinner party.
0: That was fun. <laughs> I feel as
2: though this week God himself
4: <laughs> the came mole god.
2: down. The mole god himself came up. Yeah. Yeah. And told us do not write your sketches. And lo, we wrote sketches anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My only note. Yeah. Get in sooner. sooner. Get
2: in sooner.
0: I think it could probably start when they're about to open the door, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Are we ready?" Yes. The sommelier. No, before the the clear enter the door.
2: Clarify oh, okay. what you mean by get in.
0: Like, basically, you want the, not the funny, but like the the idea of the sketch, the crux of it is a sommelier having a giant wet shit at this dinner party. And you have the conversation before the dinner party, then the dinner party's starting, and then the sommelier comes in. Mm -hmm. How about start their like little side of, oh, where's the, oh, oh my God, I'm so nervous for this dinner party. Oh, don't worry, I have a sommelier coming. Oh, perfect. Doorbell rings. Oh, shit, they're here.
2: And he's like, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> I will be right back to drink your wine <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know <laughs> <laughs> But yeah I think it's, that's the other thing And then because you're, you start uh, so early <laughs> You can have more of that More well, fart jokes Yeah.
2: I have this idea for a s- And I'm playing the Somalian now yeah. I have this idea for a sketch that is all fart jokes <laughs> You know this joke You know Do you have this idea in your country in America You fart? know? It? Yes, a fart joke. Yeah. <laughs> I love this wow. Coca-Cola.
3: <laughs> I feel like you just morphed
2: accents there. You know, I'm only doing this character for the rest of the show. So if you guys.
1: I guess I actually kind of have a question about that, Austin. I have a criticism something,
4: as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Something that I struggle with when I'm writing sketches is like, I'll have really good ideas Mm. for setup and punchlines between two characters. But then that often stretches out getting into the meat of it. Like you're talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. So like Jimmy's dialogue, like I really liked all the dialogue between Stella and Bradley and then between the two couples Mm -hmm. before the Somalia even gets there. So it's like, how do you, how do you choose?
0: You have to, so, the, first of all, the dialogue between them is perfect. It establishes all those characters and their relationships. It puts me It's there. so
1: stylized.
0: So stylized. I think there's this concept called killing your darlings. And in when you're writing, you're going to have so many great ideas, but they get in the way of the one big idea. So, sometimes you just have to save that really funny thing for later and just keep it in your head or keep it in your notes. But you really want to get to the meat and to the bones because uh, it's just a pacing issue, I'm yeah. sure. Um, and I think you should leave. You know, that's one of my favorite sketch shows. Like, they had so much more of that Italian guy insulting, uh, was it Glenn or Greg, about his mother-in-law. They had, like, probably, like, even filmed so much of that. Mm. But in the editing world, they're like, this only works if it's, like, three minutes long. I have a question. Okay. When you have to go to
2: the big restroom, you know? <laughs> <laughs> How is it that you keep them from knowing that you go to the big <laughs> restroom, you know, where they making sounds?
0: Uh, you say, hold that's on, I have a, to call my ex-wife. And that's then, a really good question.
2: If I have to go to the big restroom, you know what I'm saying, this?
0: Yes, I do know what you're saying.
2: How is it that I make it to it did not make a sound? Uh, I liked it.
0: Um. I think that's a great sketch, Logan. I agree. So
5: I feel like there's two types (laughs) of sketches when we all write. Yes. One of the sketches is where all of the lines are funny Mm -hmm. because they're ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like absurdist, yeah. Yes. And then there's another sketch where all of the lines sort of hang on the premise of the sketch. Mm -hmm. And it takes a little bit to build that sketch. And those aren't Mm. like. Genu- genuinely as funny, maybe in the beginning, but like maybe towards the end, they could be. It's worth it in like, the end. It could be. Yeah, it doesn't, al- it's not always that way. Shit, I, would, I would, I'm talking shit about myself.
1: Uh oh. I would call that, I would call that G- shit long form.
5: Yeah, so, I, and I don't know what the technical thing is, but like it seems like typically what I try, what I've tried to do is not this type of sketch where I'm waiting for the whole thing to be built and then it's funny you know like
0: well you don't have to like the first lines can still be funny you yeah. know um
5: there there there's they're funny maybe because they're relatable but that's still like to who like mm-hmm. i don't see who they could be funny to until no. you until all the characters are in play
1: <laughs> no i think i think no 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 i think this is very funny cuz like i think you know obviously this isn't as like absurdist where every line is like something crazy, like some of your other sketches. But I know, like, I think with this type of thing, like you instantly put us in this world. I know exactly who these people are. In fact, I actually thought of a real couple that Logan and I know. Yes. And
2: I I have a,
1: (laughs) (laughs) that they do this thing where they'll be like, They'll be like, oh, honey, don't you remember um, seven summers ago when we were in France? And he'll be like, oh, yes, darling. Was it when we were here or when we were here? And she's like, oh, when we were here. Anyway, and then she'll tell that story. Um, And so it's like, I knew exactly who these people were. So even though I don't relate to it, I thought it was funny, regardless of whether or not it's, like, crazy. You know what I mean?
2: And this is like, when when you make a big red (laughs) Yes,
1: sir, yes, sir. he's gonna be he's gonna be in that than this. all night and this is like
2: <laughs> when you have to take a big restroom
1: later I'm gonna try and make marital loves to him and he's gonna be that guy when you make
2: marital love to a woman you love and this is like this you know yes I do know when you make a big restroom <laughs> how is it that you keep this private you know yes we do know What is the answer to this question?
1: Keep the restroom private?
2: Yes. Put a door on. Close the door and then lock it.
0: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm sorry. Are you still like big hostels with open toilets? The way
2: I live the restroom, Yes. Yes.
4: (laughs) I'm
2: done, by the way. This (laughs) (laughs) this bit is hacky. This bit is done. I'm leaving, by the way. I'm leaving. So, all right, that's that's the end of the
0: show. Hopefully, we did some insightfulness um, for you guys, or hopefully, you got a good laugh. Either way, uh, (laughs) that was really fun. Um, Stick around if you guys are listening for the end credits. We also have social media on Twitter and Instagram at DJ Writer's Room, and we'll have a Patreon coming up soon. So, stay tuned for that if you like to if you like the show and you want to help support us. Anyways, here's on any credits. Bye-bye.
2: The Danger Junior Writers Room is a Danger Junior Production, Comsock produced by Austin Zessen, Logan Baggerly. Megan Castleberry, Jimmy D and Blake Brown, Comsock. Engineering by Jim D and Blake Brown, Comsock. Edited by Austin Zessen, Comsock. Theme song by Blake Brown, Jimmy D and Logan Baggerly, Comsock. Make sure to follow this show and all danger junior productions at danger jrpr on twitter and instagram that's danger junior productions spelled danger jrpr on twitter and instagram come sock all right she dead now bye bye